0: And welcome back. You are listening to AM 1160, The Quest, Atlanta's own Catholic radio station. My name is Mike Coveney, and I am here to interview, uh, as part of the Coach's Corner, uh, Paul Standard uh, and Tim McFarland this day, and hopefully a special guest. Uh, But I'm here to uh, reintroduce you that we are in day four of our spirit drive, raising the necessary funds to keep Catholic radio strong here in Atlanta and all the surrounding areas. The Quest covers over 50 Parises, reaching 3.1 loving listeners in Metro Atlanta and has a global reach 24-7 online through the Quest app. Our theme for the week is Family Strong, so please partner with The Quest and become part of our Catholic radio family by calling 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160.
1: I'm going to borrow the microphone just for a second because they are telling me that uh, Forrest and Christine of Holy Spirit um, called in and they wanted to donate specifically for Father Coor. So I want to let Forrest and Christine know that we personally were able to give him that message so that he knows that you donated on his behalf and I want to say thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank you to them and to, to everyone else who's called in. And now let's get the phones rocking again. Here we go.
0: We are here and we're glad to have Coach Standard here. Thanks, Kelly, very much. And many blessings to you all uh for having us here for this inaugural coach's corner. Uh glad you're here, Coach Standard. Well, glad to be here. Thanks yeah. for having um, me. Um Paul Standard is the head football coach at St. Pius the 10th Catholic High School. He's a great coach, a great man of faith, and he's in his 19th year and he's in his 35th year overall in education and coaching and you surpassed the overall wins record of the legendary St. Pius coach, George B. Malouf, uh, with a career record of 159 over 64. And I think that total might be a few more now since that last that last listing. Uh, for all you St. Pius listeners and St. Pius football fans out there, you know Coach Standard has taken his team to the finals twice in this decade and to the semis once. But his main calling in life is that of being a husband and a father and a parishioner at Prince of Peace Church up in Flowery Branch. And he's been married to the former Cindy Renee Harper for 32 years, 33 years, and has four wonderful children, PG, Liz, Mary-Kate, and Maggie. So, Coach, we're so glad that you're here, and we're thankful.
2: Thank you very much. It's a blessing to be here.
0: Well, thanks for taking the time out. And we know each other from many walks of life and the present and the past. But uh, correct. want to just start out in prayer, if we can. Um, sure. You want to start out in prayer or I can, that'd be fine with me. So we can start in the name of the father and the son, and the Holy spirit. Amen. A uh, heavenly father. We ask that you bless all coaches, all teachers, all mentors, especially of young men and women athletes who strive to bring glory to your name by their skill, by the talents that you've given them, help our coaches to have the wisdom and the courage and the prudence to share everything they know in the way that they know. With those young people to make them better people and lead them to their salvation we ask all this in your son's name amen amen st pius the 10th pray, pray for, for us. us well coach again glad you're here and listeners st pius listeners <clears throat> please call in at 470-508-1160 this is day three of the spirit drive and we need these necessary funds to keep the radio catholic uh, the catholic radio strong here in atlanta so coach uh glad you're here and i want to talk about you're you being the pride of St. Pius. If you don't yeah. mind, I, you wouldn't say that, but I no. know, um, you're the oldest of four kids and your, your whole family went there and you went there and, and now you're the coach there. So, you know, tell me about how the pious life came into your life.
2: Well, you know, um, uh, my, uh, my mother, um, was the Catholic in and, our family her when she and my father married, my dad was a Protestant and he became a convert, um, right after I was born. And, uh, my mom is from Savannah, Georgia, and uh, had gone to Catholic schools there. The, her family was a working-class family, worked very hard, and um, but they made it happen so that she and her brother could attend the Catholic schools in Savannah. She went to St. Vincent's, and my uncle went to Benedictine. My mom and dad uh, moved to Atlanta when I was about four, and immediately when we got here in Atlanta— we moved to South DeKalb County, and they uh, enrolled me at Saints Peter and Paul.
0: Yeah, now Saint Peter Claver.
2: That's correct. Right. Right. And uh, what a great community it was, and still is today. And we met many uh, friends and families. It was a very uh, vibrant community back then. That I ended up going to uh, high school with, let much later, and some of those families that we re- we reconnected with as, as time went on from St. Peter and Paul. But uh, Mom and Dad uh, made sure that we—and they sacrificed to make sure that we all, my brothers— Two brothers and sister that we all attended Catholic schools, um, and made it happen that we were able to go to St. Pius. We, uh, my brothers and sisters, eventually graduate or left uh, Peter and Paul and went to IHM as we moved to North DeKalb County. Okay, and uh, I'd already finished at Peter and Paul and was at St. Pius. And uh, funny thing, I th- I thought I was going to end up at Marist. My mother wanted me to go to. a the all-male Catholic military school, like Benedictine, as her father had gone, and her brother. But by the time I was uh, entering freshman, Marist had gone co-ed. So so I think they said, well, you can just go to St. Pius, which was a blessing for me. We got a chance to – I got the opportunity to play under Coach George B. Maloof and to meet his youngest son, Keith, who and I are closest of friends. Um, and, and coach is the reason why I do what I do today. He yeah, well, was tell the,
0: me, yeah, tell me about him. That that he he's the influence on your young life. He uh influenced so many uh men and women and, you know, we like to
2: call Coach move He was really the first employee of St. Pius. The bishop hired him before they even hired the principal. Really? That's that's the southern priority for us, you know? <laughs> <I> mean, <that's, laughs> Sure is. Uh, and uh coach was just a, a wonderful man. He was a hard coach, but he loved his kids and he loved his, his students and you knew that and um and, and I just uh I wanted to emulate him in so many ways. He and my father are the two biggest male influences in my life uh <clears throat> so i uh when I got out of the citadel and uh, did my army uh military service commitment, I got into education um I didn't know that's what I was going to do when I entered college, but I had a feeling. I was leaning that way, and Coach allowed me to help coach at Pius during the summers okay. while I was in, on break, and, uh, and I got the bug. And so that's how I ended up in the coaching profession.
0: And the rest is history. I mean, you mentioned uh, the Citadel. I'm curious about you finally got a little bit of that, that military training. I did. And I, that shaped you, too. I it mean, did. Did it shape your faith at
2: all? You or know, how, it I really mean, did. Really? It, it really I mean, you went did. to Catholic
0: elementary, you went to Catholic high school, but you didn't go to Catholic college, and that's fine. But it's a military school, you got the military dose, but how did it help shape your faith? You know,
2: I, it, in, in two ways. One, we had an outstanding, uh, the campus minister for us at the Citadel was a Catholic priest. And sometimes it's a Protestant priest uh clergyman but during my four years there we had a catholic priest as the campus clergy they had different uh denominational services but the on-campus clergyman was a catholic priest and he was awesome father sam miglarisi and father sam was very good about getting the catholic cadets to go to mass now this may not be the greatest reason, but I would make sure I went to mass every Sunday because I could get out of some, uh, harassment from the upperclassmen yeah, so <laughs> as just... we were freshmen. Really? So that was a, ha- a safe haven for us to be in the yeah. chapel. You get
0: an hour, hour and a half away from the, the harassment. Exactly. Okay. So,
2: yeah. um, but the other reason too was, uh, you know, it was a place where you could go and 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 be at peace, but also uh, couldn't lie to my mom. So she'd ask me every Sunday, we get to we didn't have phones in our rooms as freshmen, so I'd call from a payphone once a week, and she'd ask me how mass was, and I couldn't <laughs> tell her that I'd had been if I hadn't actually gone. So
0: She didn't ask you about the readings of the day or anything
2: like no, that. No, she but didn't she, quiz she, she me was just, too much.
0: Just making sure you <laughs> exactly. went, Paul, have you been to Mass today? And how
2: was it? And I said, Mom, it was great.
0: Oh, so, that's awesome. So,
2: you know, that was – and then I I met – My future wife um at the beginning of my sophomore year and we began and she was a non-catholic at the time and she's now she converted right before we got married
0: okay and
2: um you got a lot of
0: conversions in your family you know all she converted
2: dad converted all and all of my siblings married non-catholics and they all have converted oh my lord so yeah um and I think we got that from our mother. Um well, tell mom, me about, yeah, tell me about her, yeah. She was very strong and, and she's still alive and a very strong faith um lady who uh is is deep in our faith and and everything that revolves in our life revolved around the church. And actually my father who is, as I said is a convert might even be a stronger catholic and which was a great motivator for me as I grew up as I saw my dad you know uh in his faith <clears throat> you know being a non-catholic and most of our family truth be known is non-catholic from my dad is from south georgia originally okay and um and, and even my mom's mother way back when she was a convert her father was the, was the first catholic if you will in our family tree wow and he married a non-catholic and she converted prior
0: to my mom and uncle being born Oh so are a lot of
2: conversions in our, yeah. in our family tree, if you will.
0: And, uh, well, let's keep talking about conversion as I plug the station one more time. And the and the St. Pius listeners out there at 470-508-1160, we want you to support Coach Standard and support the radio station. We are looking to promote the following people that have called in. Susan, James, Ilse, and Alfonso have called. Thank you so much for your Caring donation and support for this wonderful coach and visitor coach standard um really amazed at the progress that you've made in you, in your life as a as, as a Catholic uh, with all the conversion experiences um i'm um, I'm wondering if we can talk about coaching you know how your sure. how your life has evolved and and why does that bring such meaning to your life
2: well you know when I got into this profession again it was the influences of coach maloof and my father my father was a youth coach he worked at the center for disease control but he coached all of us in sports and i knew it was an opportunity uh for for me personally to be able to influence the lives of many young people and um and i was heavily influenced by coach maloof's oldest son kevin maloof who was the only man that i worked for um, as a coach until I got the opportunity to be the head coach at St. Pius.
0: That was at the, where'd you work with Well,
2: I worked with Kevin at Loganville, okay. which was our first job. And then met, uh, Meadow Creek yeah. high school in Gwinnett County. And then, and then we went to DeCueil. Right. And so I was 16 years with Kevin. And, uh, then the uh, job at Pius opened up and I'd always wanted to, to be a teacher and coach at a Catholic school. Um, and I wanted my children to have the opportunity. And so my children <clears throat> went to St. John Newman, um, K-8, through eight, my three oldest children. Okay. And then um, when they were in the middle of their middle school years, the job at Pius came open, and Steve Spellman, who's another fantastic leader, man of faith, our principal at St. Pius, um, just a wonderful man, but a great Catholic as well, um, knew me from Gwinnett. And I don't think anybody else really wanted the job at the time, so I might have been the only choice. So I don't know if it was that big a deal, but for me, it was a blessing.
0: It's providential. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah.
2: Um, And so that was a huge influence on on my young career was Kevin. And Kevin always talked about uh, making every decision that you make as a teacher or a coach for the benefit of your students or your Players Now, sometimes there's conflict with that, as we all know, as teachers and coaches and uh, we're human. But uh, I try to keep that in the forefront when we make any decision.
0: Well, let's talk about that. I mean, that's the hardest part of coaching is balancing the competitive drive with your spiritual center, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, How do you. Well, I don't know
2: if I do it very well or not. I know that, um, we pray some of the things that we do within our own program that I think try, that I try to influence our, our young men, but also for myself personally is that we pray every day at the end of practice. I think, um, what that does is it brings closure to our day together, no matter how good or how bad the practice was. Um, if I may have had to correct a player on for particular things or what have you, we get that opportunity to to pray to our Lord and Savior and take everyone's special intentions as we uh, wrap up practice. We do that every day. We do that in everything that we do together um, as a team. And then the other thing that we go, I'm sure that all of my other – uh, colleagues that are, that are at working at the Catholic schools here in Atlanta. We go to Mass once a week. We go to Mass on Thursdays. Um, we chose Thursday because it was a day where I knew that the boys would be focused on Mass. We we did think about going on Friday right before the game, but I didn't know how many of us would be actually totally focused Zeroed on it. Zeroed into the Mass, and, yeah. And, yeah. And because I know personally it would be tough for me. Distracting, and, yeah. And so we go on Thursdays, and it's a really calm um day we we do our practice actually early in the mornings we had practice this morning at 6 a.m oh wow and then we'll go to mass right after school at three o'clock with our wonderful campus minister uh father ray Pineda. and yes. uh, so the varsity football team will be together uh, and then on fridays our ninth grade teams go to mass together um, and, okay. and, and go to Mass as a, as a unit. So, you know, during the season, we go to Mass once a week. And I think that's – um. and irregardless of our young men's denomination, we're all Christians, and um, we all have the opportunity to worship together. And I think that's really a special thing uh, about what we are able to do at St. Pius or any spiritual school, but especially our Catholic schools.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a great witness and a great chance for them to gather as a team absolutely. as we're uh, as we're sitting here with coach paul standard the head football coach at saint pius the 10th catholic high school and we would love we would love get to get these phones ringing so call 470-508-1160 or you can go online at thequestAtlanta.com. we only need two more pledges so coach can ring this bell coach there's a bell here somewhere a uh, yellow bell over here to the right. And you can ring that if we get two more pledges. And let's ring that bell. Yeah, let's got, yeah, let's got to get ring the pledges bell, in. Get the pledges in. We would love a founder that would be a $100 a month over three years. And we will pray for your intentions, we'll pray for the intentions and the legacy of your kids and grandkids. We'd love $2 a day club uh, members or, or, or participants to sign up, and that would be great. And please, just continue to remember, you can download the app here, the Quest app. And these interviews, these Spirit Drive interviews, are actually archived and on that app forever. Uh, and we hope that you can turn on Coach Standard again at any time when they're driving to an, a St. Pius game, for yeah, instance. You that's know, they right. may that's listen right. to great coaches' words of wisdom before he, before he gets down there and starts fighting it out on the gridiron. Um, but you, uh, you've been very gracious to be here, and I want to kind of share it a little bit more before we head off because we got about five or ten more minutes. But I wanted to make sure that they understand that you are Really, a dad of these four wonderful kids, uh, one of which is coaching with you at Pius right now.
2: I, I am. I'm very blessed. I, I want to say that probably one of the biggest uh, spiritual influences in my life <clears throat> is my wife. My wife, as I said, converted. Um, Right prior to us being married 33 years ago, and she was able to take her instructions from uh, Father Richard Lopez, who is a well-known archdiocese priest here in Atlanta. Has been in the archdiocese for 40 plus years, and is one of the finest men, but one of the most spiritual men that that uh, that I've ever known. And um, and what a, what a blessing he's been to our family. He married my wife and I, and married all of our my siblings. He's baptized all. 11 of our grandchildren, our family. And he gave Cindy, my wife instructions. And she, uh, lives the faith every day. And she's a huge influence on our family and on our children. And we are blessed to have, uh, four children. Two of them are in education. My son who teaches and coaches with me at St. Pius, uh, Paul, the third. And then my daughter, Elizabeth is a teacher and coach at Norcross high school. Yes. Uh, Ironically, she works with, uh, under Kevin Mal- right. Keith Malouf, excuse yeah, me, yeah. Keith, my classmate, uh, and my brother, who is the defensive coordinator and a teacher and coach at Norcross High School.
0: Okay. Great Norcross connections. Yeah. And,
2: and so she's there. My third child, my second daughter, uh, Mary Catherine is a occupational therapist like her mom. Um, and she lives in Augusta. And then we had a blessing and we have our fourth child, M- Margaret, uh, we call her Maggie, and Maggie is a tenth grader at St. Pius, right? Now. Yes,
0: we so, both we both have Maggie yes, at St. Pius. Do. Yes, I have a junior at St. Pius. Absolutely, Maggie. we both have. Maggie.
2: What, a, what a fine young lady! And uh,
0: well, yeah, go ahead.
2: Coach. We're just blessed. Our children um, have been a, obviously a blessing, and our life is centered around our children. And you know, we've been blessed to have the opportunity to send them through the Catholic schools here in, in Atlanta, the Archdiocese, but. Um, mm-hmm. As all of us parents out there know that that your children some days might be a, a, a challenge sometimes, but they are truly a blessing. Yeah. So I hope all four of my children, when they listen to this, they'll know that they are a blessing. And they to are a blessing.
0: Family. I mean, you had to work hard raising them, send them to Catholic school, and getting ready for church all the time. I mean, you were you were kind of doing double duty as a well did uh, you ever have any difficulties taking them to church on sundays i mean because sometimes your wife may be working and you're working and well
2: early in our in our marriage my wife worked at scottish Rite um children's hospital and she worked the uh weekend shift so she had she was gone for the weekend and so i had the kids I was the only guy at work on Monday that was happy to be at work because I had to get some rest from what my poor wife did Monday through Friday. But I was in charge of taking them to Mass. And some days they would be in Mass. Sometimes they would not have all the right clothing on, wrong shoes or the, or shoes at all. But yeah. I got them to Mass somehow,
0: somewhere. You were the good dad getting them to Mass yeah. every day, and you never really flubbed any of their clothing or anything like that. And <laughs> I have to – PG shared a little bit with me about it. maybe there was one time that – a blessed mother in the audience said sir the dress can, is on the- backwards on my
2: daughter and I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that I felt so bad one of one time Mary Catherine went and she had shoes on when we got to church there were no shoes and I so she went barefoot with the dress but we made it to mass somehow some way
0: well it's a central part of your life i've mean, been yes, it is. you've been living it since these blessed parents gave you gave you life yes. and uh inspired you to stay in the faith um well you're an inspiration to me um, I want to kind of close in a, in a minute here with, uh, just any final thoughts really on the kind of messages you share with players, uh, and, and even the coaches you work with. I mean, again, I know we all know in the coaching world that it's just, it's drive, drive, drive and it's win, 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 but is there a broader message? Is there a deeper message?
2: Well, I, I certainly hope so. As I tell our parents and, and believe me on many days, I, I fail, um and and all we can do is continue to strive to be the best that we can be but at the end of the day with our our staff's philosophy is that our young men one day are going to be spouses they're going to be fathers they're going to be employees and we want them to be the best spouses the best fathers the best workers in their organization that they belong to because of their strong faith in our Lord and Savior. And those are the things that we allude to each day. Um, There's always a message. There's always a thought of the day that we go over at the beginning of practice. And as we end the practice and pray, Together as a team, we talk about whatever that thought of the day was and how that applies not to football. We always do take it back to football, obviously, but we talk about it in our everyday life and about being um, good Christian young men and and being men of faith and that it's okay to be a man of faith. Sometimes that's a – I know our young people, that's a struggle for them to to be a young person, male or female of faith. And um, and Father Ray uh, is one of his main – Tenants, as we go to Mass every Thursday, he'll talk about that. He'll do that this afternoon with our young men. And that's something we try to continue to to drive home with our guys. Um, but, it, you know, there is a struggle um, between the coaching and being successful um, and living your faith. And, and it's something that we try to make sure our kids know we want to win, but that's not the most important thing. Um, at the end of the day, it's just it's a game. We all want to be successful, but at the end of the day, how are we successful? How are we going about how we do things is more important to me than really the end result because if if you get success in the school board, but you went about it the wrong way that at the end it's not it's not what we want and and I know it's not what our parents of our players want either so um but it's been a blessing to have that opportunity for 35 years to influence young people, and hopefully we'll do it, we're doing it the right way and that we can continue to do that.
0: Well, here's here's to another 35 for you, Coach. Um, you are just a blessing to me, as I've said. Well, uh, I've got to know you more in the last few years with our daughters together at St. Pius, and I just want to say how much I appreciate your friendship and uh, your willingness to help me even through some of my hard times. Well. And uh, your witness here today is a blessing to all of us. So,
2: Thank you. Well, I'm pl- blessed to be here.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to take a short break and uh, be back with Coach Tim McFarlane from Blessed Trinity in a few minutes. Um, the number to call again is 470-508-1160. You're listening to the Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. We'll be right back.
3: This is Father Kevin Peake, a priest of the Archdiocese of Atlanta, and this is my favorite prayer, the breastplate of St. Patrick. Let us pray. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth
0: of friend and stranger. Amen. The Quest presents... A Daily Dose of Virtue with Jay Tremonti from Venture with Virtue. Do you find it easy to do the right thing? What about when no one's looking? Making good decisions and acting on them is what virtue is all about. But the pressure of stress, temptation, and vice constantly try to pull us away from doing the right thing. That's when we're at our weakest. Do you wish there was something to help you overcome these weaknesses, make a good decision, and do the right thing? Good news there is. It's called accountability. Sometimes our desire to be virtuous and do good is not enough for us to actually do the right thing. Having a friend or family member hold us accountable can make all the difference. When we know we have to answer to someone else for our decisions and actions, we actually think more critically, make a good decision, and act in line with the person we want to be, even when we're weak. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Hey, you. Yes, you. Have you heard the good news? The Quest Atlanta app makes it easy for you to take AM 1160 The Quest with you, no matter the time of the day or the location. Listen to your favorite shows on demand. Submit prayer requests. Report a testimonial. Catch up on the latest headlines from Catholic news sources with ease. Just search for the Quest Atlanta in the App Store or on Google Play to download today.
1: Most of us can recall a childhood memory of innocence and a peace that only comes from God. Yet with our busy schedules today, many families don't attend church weekly or spend much time teaching their children about God. So many families now are burdened by financial and family challenges substance abuse, and other worries. But there is hope. Studies show that people who pray regularly and practice their Christian faith are less stressed, financially stable, more compassionate, optimistic, healthier, and happier. Experience a positive difference in your life and for your family by coming home to your parish. Learn more by visiting catholicscomehome.org today. Here you may find answers to your questions and discover how Jesus and the sacraments will bless your family. There's no pressure or risk. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. It's a good day, good day to be
0: And everyone. We're back here listening to AM 1160, The Quest, Atlanta's own Catholic radio station. Again, we're in day three of our spirit drive, raising all the funds we need to keep Catholic radio strong here in Atlanta and all the surrounding areas. You know, The Quest covers over 50 parishes, reaching 3.1 million people in the metro Atlanta area and has a global reach of 24-7 online through the app. Our theme for the week is Family Strong, so please... Be a family and partner with The Quest and become part of our Catholic Radio family by calling 470-508-1160. I am Mike Coveney. I'm here talking to coaches in the Atlanta area at Catholic high schools. I just spoke with Coach Paul Standard in a Blessed Conversation. Now we are blessed to have Coach Tim McFarland here. Good morning, Coach. Thanks for coming. Coach McFarland is the head football coach at Blessed Trinity Catholic High School right up the street here. And he's now in his ninth year at BT. That's correct. Ninth year at BT where he's had an unbelievable career, a talented group of great players who just graduated and are still great players there. And an amazing coaching staff Coach has won two state championships, the last two seasons and played for another in 2015. Uh, Probably more importantly, earlier this year, he was recognized by the Catholic athletes for Christ as its 2018 coach of the year. And I invite all of you to go read that article by Michael Alexander in the Georgia Bulletin. By the way, um, he previously coached as head coach at Roswell High uh, for a decade or so, and he won the state championship there in 2006. So, it's pro- father Coach Tim has had a, father Tim Coach Tim has had a prolific career um, as a head coach, and he's a mentor of a very close friend of mine, Mike Strickland, mm. uh, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but, but most notably, Coach has been married to his wife Kay for 37. Yeah, it be 38 in April. 38 in April? You got married really young. We Good Lord. Uh, and they have two adult children. Their daughter, Courtney Lott, and her husband, Jim, have one son, Taylor. That's right. And their son, Will, uh, is the assistant men and women's coach at? University of North, North Georgia. North Georgia. Right. Good. Well, gosh, Coach, thanks for being here. It's a real blessing, uh, and it's a real honor for me. You're a, you're a pillar in this Roswell, Alpharetta community. Uh, you're humble enough to say, no I'm not but I, in in my heart everyone especially my friend mike tells me time and time again about your about your life growing up here and I want to get into that so thanks for coming well thank you mike yeah um you grew up in these parts as i said you went to milton high that's uh, are you the only five-sport athlete in Milton Highs history? <laughs> I mean, Mike told me that, so I needed to kind of start off with that. Just to, How do you even get five sports as an athlete? I mean,
3: I, you know, uh, it was a school of 700, and the coaches all coached multiple sports back then. Yeah. And so you just rolled from one thing to the other. And I never did five in the same year, but I did four. I I played tennis early for three years and then we didn't have JV baseball. And then in the spring, I would do baseball and track my junior and senior year. And then, of course, football and basketball for all five.
0: Okay. That's five sports that I don't even think you can keep track of, but you did all five of them over the course of your high school. I loved
3: it. Anything with the ball was kind of, you know, in my wheelhouse. I really enjoyed playing sports and it was a, I mean it was uh it was just where I felt
0: comfortable. I yeah. always enjoyed it. And you were a natural and you're a natural coach, you know. I'm you're a natural man of faith. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how this natural man of your dad was a baptist minister.
3: He was right up the road. I grew up in Crabapple
0: and uh, back when it was a town of 400
3: and wow. uh, that doesn't exist anymore, but you know, the church and the community were one and the same. And it, it was uh, a it was a great way to grow up. And my dad, even though he was a baptist minister, was very progressive. And, uh, he and my, my mom were just, they were awesome people and the community was very close. What, so. do, you,
0: what do you mean? I mean, your dad was very progressive or, well,
3: had, I mean, had it, you it know, time. social issues, you know, it was, uh, I grew up in a home in the South and the, you know, I was born in the late fifties and in the sixties, I never heard a racial slur. It was just always, uh, you know, really, uh, healthy environment. Looking back, I thought it was natural. And, uh, so I really appreciate my parents, uh, never made me go to church either mike it that was the neat thing about it but I always went cuz I wanted to be there wow so it, they were they were outstanding
0: people yeah your dad passed in high school he did when, he did. when you were in high
3: school yeah my senior year um and uh, you know that was one of the things we you know we have these natural events in our lives that shape our lives and I think that that shaped mine to a large degree um but um you know it, it it's all good we'll see him again
0: yeah we will um and he shaped your faith deeply. I he mean, did. you, yeah. you've shaped the lives of many coaches. I mean, and I want to talk a little bit about your coaching, um, and more about your faith, but the coaches that shaped your life, your dad shaped your faith life, your right. mom, what about your mom?
3: She, uh, she was very strong behind the scenes, uh, worked as a secretary at the schools, you know, for Fulton County schools. And, you know, so she, she was there until her retirement, um, very strong woman worked outside a lot uh, we had gardens grew our own food candor on food you know that's just kind of the way you grew up back then what's that and uh, yeah well, uh, well you know gardening wasn't a habit it was it was a necessity so we <laughs> we grew our own food wow and, and um and do you, you know, hear
0: that blessed trinity listeners okay we yeah, are we so. are really sustainable
3: yeah <laughs> so i grew up uh you know plowing a garden and it was a lot of fun but uh i didn't think so at the time but now i look back on it but, no, that's just the way we grew up. And in the Crabapple community, the, the community all shared with each other. Um, you know, people commonly shared out of their gardens with each other. If there was a, a need, uh, the the people in the community would meet it. So, you know, you talk about the development of your faith. For me, it was just a natural process because you lived it every day. You lived in a community where people uh, had, you know, strong relationships with Christ but also with each other. Um, mm Wow. You know, in today's world, there's so many dividing lines, and those just didn't exist that we saw, you know, back then. It was, uh, there are more important things to talk about and do, and so the community of Crabapple was a great place to grow up. Um, um, the uh, pastor that followed my father after his death was uh, a, a guy named Carl Jameson, who was the pastor there for, oh, probably 25 years, so the the, the church had... For the better part of thirty-five years, two men, that, two men, yeah, yeah, that that were in the church, and and uh, he became a strong mentor of mine as well. I had two coaches that uh, made a huge impact on my life when I was at Milton. Fred Sanderson, who went on to be the superintendent of Cobb County Schools, and then Glenn Stevens, and, and Glenn was at Milton until his retirement a few years ago. Both of those men stepped in at a time, you know, when I had a loss and and uh, filled the gaps.
0: And they are talking about mentorship and these people right. just these three, four men have just shaped your life. I mean, right. You continue to shape lives. Yeah. Um, talk to me about how this manifests itself and how you share this mentoring with others. I mean, like I said, my friend Mike Strickland is the head baseball coach at Marist now uh, just cannot reflect enough on how mm-hmm. you genuinely share. You generally are present, especially to coaches. It comes from them, those mentors in some ways, but, in your heart, how does that how does that bring you? I, mean?
3: I don't know. Mike was easy, by the way. Mike was a guy. What a great kid! I mean, he he was a two sport guy, football and baseball, and then suffered a bad knee injury tore an ACL and and then stayed with baseball. And I've been so thrilled to watch his career, and, and of course now you know he's he's about to be inducted into the the uh, dugout club Hall of Fame. Yes, and uh, he's so well deserving. Mike was always one of those guys. He was a coach on the field, so coaching people like that are easy, but um you know i i don't I don't know that there's always been an intentional sharing of the faith uh, in my okay. coaching um but but I do think that the things that I've been able to share are things that I gain from other people I think we all do that we steal ideas in this business and uh you know sometimes it's along the lines of your sport and your trade and then sometimes it's along the the lines of how you conduct yourself um for me in coaching i, I I've just always been a process guy I don't you know, Friday nights are great, but that's not what drives me in coaching. I, I love Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday on the field, and for me, that's the litmus as to when I'll get out. You know, when that goes away, it, it'll be time. But I do enjoy watching the, you know, that take place. The Blessed Trinity thing was. um yeah, it was me a about u- unique opportunity because it came at the end of a thirty-year career at Roswell. Right. Uh, so I was retired for about a week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Went across the street, but it was actually two former Roswell players that are in the BT community now. Uh, one in particular, Paul Cody, a devout Catholic a member of Saint Peter Chanel. Right. And uh, no, it was really happenstance, Mike. We, uh, my son, had a car accident one night, and turned out he <laughs> he had had an accident with with Paul's son and we're in the parking lot oh, and we just started talking about blessed trinity. Oh my god. And gosh. Uh, you know, several weeks later, and of course coach Ricky Turner who built the program was uh, right. a good friend when I was at Roswell. Right. And Ricky and I have enjoyed each other's friendship. Uh, there was great respect, you know, when I was at Roswell of what he was doing. I think building a program's got to be the hardest thing in the world to do.
0: Yeah, and he started from scratch. He
3: did. He did. And so much of what we've been able to do there uh is because the the uh the environment was right. You know, the, the place was ready to grow, and, and Ricky was ready to step in full-time AD work.
0: And and that is where you are now, and I want to explore those great leaders over at BT that Brian Marks and Kathy Lancaster and Ricky that have helped, helped mm-hmm. build BT to what it is now. But I want to make sure that we're all aware that we're listening to Catholic Radio, force, and that phone number is 470-508-1160, We've got about five or six more minutes with this great coach, Tim McFarlane, who I want to have back for another discussion at another point, because we are just scratching the surface on a great life and a great world that you've created for your players and your coaches and your family. Um, The number is 470-508-1160. We need founders to step up for the $100 a month club. We need daily Found daily uh, givers to step up with the $30 a month club and you got to remember to download the app at any time where all these interviews are going to be on these spirit drive interviews going to be on there regularly and they will be available for you uh in front of me right here i'm not going to give one to coach but are these quarter candles these quarter fragrance candles if we receive how many calls in an hour if we receive three more calls an hour coach mcfarland gets a free Corda fragrance candle do you know what you'd like to grab there coach you you know i'm just just gonna (laughs)
3: i'll go with the green (laughs) Go
0: go with the green one well you're you're great to to kind of even be here and share your story and share your life as a coach um you've been you've been a blessing to to so many there at bt how has it worked so well for you at bt i mean it's just been it's been obviously record wise and success wise just off the charts but is it just work well in this same community idea you talked about?
3: Yeah, I, there's a great community there. Uh, and and the, it really seems like a throwback when I go into that community. I've so much enjoyed getting to know the people in and out of football. Great, great people around that community. And like I said, Mike, the foundation was there. I mean, you go, if Principal Frank Moore. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at the job that he did building. And when I came and interviewed there, he knew exactly what he wanted. So he teed it up, and that makes it easy. Uh, and then, of course, Ricky had built the athletic program there and the football program. So... Um, you know, it's like anything else. You take it to a point, and then you hand it off to somebody else. So uh, he was ready to do that, and the program was ready to grow. He grew up to a good point, and we've been able to you know, reap the benefits of a lot of his work. And uh, so I, I do admire him. And like I said with Frank, I couldn't speak more highly of a man. I, You know, the, the job he did putting the staff together at Blessed Trinity, and he had a unique way about hiring people
0: and then letting them do their jobs. And I've always admired him well I mean you've it's it's worked out wonderful i want I want to close We've got just a few minutes, but if you don't mind, I just want you to share a little bit about your wife Kay, and how you' all share right. the faith life together. I mean, how are you expressing that faith or practicing that faith now if you don't mind sharing
3: yeah Kay and I've always uh kind of lined up together. we met in college and dated, and uh you know she she tells people she knew we were going to get married uh, when we met i I didn't know it for a couple of years, I'm not as smart as she is but uh we've always enjoyed church together we both grew up with similar spiritual backgrounds and so uh she enjoys serving with the children in our church and we uh we were we were baptists for many years we've moved to the uh, Methodist church in our community where we live now and uh, she continues to work she's worked for years uh with the children uh in the church that's kind of been her calling and she's balanced that with work she was with a company called TIAA-CREF for Oh, yeah, we 35 know. Thirty-five years, Uh-huh. All she of worked us in and out of that. New York, yeah. so she was traveling. On She was on a plane for much of that time and retired last year, and uh, she made, somewhere along the way, one trip to the airport too many and said, that's it. So she's enjoying retirement now, and uh, she's at church today. She she works uh, strongly with the uh, – she has a lot of skills with management, and so she works strongly with the staff and, and helping the church there. and. So it's really neat when a marriage, when your faith lines up together like that. And uh, she's been the real strength. I mean, she, she knew what coaching was and the hours involved. and. Not a lot of money involved, and she's been willing to live that life for uh, 38 years.
0: She supports you wins and losses Friday nights anytime, all the time.
3: Oh, yeah, she only gets mad at the people in the stands. She, <laughs> she, <and, and, laughs> she has texted me on the field once or twice before to tell me to get a player out of the game. So,
0: <laughs> well, what, what, and, and we're going to close and then we're going to move on to the whole group of coaches that are just assembling here. But I wanted to close yeah. it. Are, are there any? Specific messages that you try to share with your players since you've been both at Roswell BT elsewhere. I mean, you had a prolific career up in Mm -hmm. North Fulton area, but is there a message, a general message that you like to share with your players?
3: Yeah, there's two. I I, we talk about we never talk about winning. I I can't stand to talk about that because I think it's just results oriented. So it's just about the process. I want the kids to enjoy Monday through Wednesday. Those are critical days, and you know if you're going to be good, you need to bat a thousand on those three days and. And uh but more importantly, I, I try to help the kids to understand football's not who they are. And, you know, in today's world there's so much. There's so many tags. Kids get, you know, they uh, you know, their stars and, you know, where do they rank and the recruiting and it's just so many outside influences that I think are counterproductive to what we're trying to do. So for me, we, we try to calm the waters with that and just enjoy every week. Uh the neat thing about being in your retirement years is that uh the best job you'll ever have is one that that you don't have to have. You can do it the yes. way you need to do it, and if it doesn't fit, you know you can move on. But the kids at BT have been very responsive to, to that train of thought, and uh, so we do. And we talk a lot about uh, significance, you know, over success. It, it's uh, I, I think football works best when when you're focused on relationships rather than the rules, and and um, so we you know we feel like if we can build that, we start every Monday with the virtue training. Uh, which is a program through the Catholic Church. And then, of course, uh, you know, have Mass every week. So we book in our weeks with spiritual messages to the kids. And, uh, and I, you know, the neat thing I've enjoyed too, Mike, is uh, this education in, in the Catholic world. I've learned a lot and come to appreciate so much the way they approach things. And uh, we have a lot more in common than we have not in common. And we have several players in our program that are non-Catholic. And the acceptance that they feel at BT has been really remarkable.
0: it's, I listen, I want to explore that subject with you more deeply. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think that's a true, a huge testament to the Catholic schools system and how welcoming and open they are to people of other faith and how they try to gently and honestly share the faith with others. So you're a living testament of that. Um, and I want to get into that more deeply.
3: Yeah. BT is a very accepting place.
0: Yeah. Um, can I have you back sometime if we do this again? I want to talk to you one-on-one. Yeah, I, want to, I yeah, want to take a yeah. deeper dive in all these subjects. Yeah, we just, I want to hear
3: these guys. Yeah, but
0: we just, I mean, we're just now, we've got a few minutes, we're about 10 minutes remaining, and here I am in front of a microphone, and we've just shifted gears, listeners, as we're still on AM 1160, the Quest, Atlanta's own Catholic radio station. In day three of the Spirit Drive, we're still raising money, so we still need phones ringing. I don't know why these phones aren't ringing. We've got, now in front of me, we've got three head coaches of the Catholic schools in the Atlanta area. I've got Paul Standard. I've got Alan Chadwick from Marist, and I've got Tim McFarland from Blessed Trinity. Alan Chadwick is joining. Hello, Alan. Good to see you. Hey,
4: thank you, Mike. good to have you having me. You.
0: Yeah, great to be here. And the number, again, is 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. I'm here with three guys I know, one guy I know and work for, uh, but I'm really blessed to be here to be able to talk to them a little bit. Now, Alan, we're 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 throwing you into the mess with all the other guys, all right? So we're not going to make you go on a deep dive, but I just wanted to make sure and you had a chance to kind of share a little bit about our lives together at Marist. Um, under, let me just introduce really quickly your your background as the head football coach at Marist. Uh, you're in your thirty fourth season here. 30? I would assume. So. Good I've lost counts. That's what it said, said in the bio. <laughs> And we both, uh, we he, you served uh, during your previous decade as an off- offensive assistant on of the late, great Dean Hargis. Yes, great, who, who that's was, great. Who we both knew and love. Uh, you're one of only three coaches to win 350 more games in the state. Uh, and a full disclosure, like I said, I played for Allen way back at Marist in 1979 and 80, and I'm an assistant on the staff now. Uh, but we're all friends, and we're all in this together. But that isn't going to make any of the questions easier here, so <laughs> just wanted to make sure you knew that. But um, I just wanted to, be, before we dive into... An open discussion, I just wanted to kind of let you know a little bit, let you share a little bit about with the people out there, a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your faith, a little bit about your faith journey, if you don't mind. Just very quick, from your glory days at Decatur High School to your glory days here t- teaching a coach at Marist.
4: Well, um, I've been very fortunate to be around a lot of great people through my life, and it started at a young age, real good coaches, even at my elementary level. Uh, I was very fortunate we had played football, organized football through the YMCA in Decatur. And uh, all the elementary schools had good teams. Uh, it was very well attended. And uh, I was fortunate to have some good coaches at that young age. Um, that continued through high school at Decatur. Uh, Franklin Brooks was my head coach when I was uh, attending uh, Decatur High School. Uh, he was a, a really great player at Georgia Tech. And then uh, uh, went back and coached for coach, Dodd for a while uh, before he passed away of cancer. But also had great coaches at my Junior varsity level as well. Uh, Bill Heathcock was our uh, junior varsity coach, and he was the one that kind of really showed a lot of uh, confidence in me and and faith in me as a player, and uh, uh, kind of helped turn the corner for me. I, I always consider myself as a baseball player more than a football player really? when I was young. Yeah, oh, wow. and um, I didn't like football at that time. It was hard and it was tough, and you got hit and it hurt and all that things, but. But uh, he had great confidence in me, and we had a pretty good team, so things started to turn around a little bit before me for football. And uh, traveling on through college, had great coaches and great assistant coaches. Um, really enjoyed those times. And uh, the opportunity to be at Marist under Dean Hargis was, you know, uh, extremely valuable for me to spend nine years under a coach that was very fundamentally sound, uh, a great individual with great character. Uh, we had good coaching staffs, uh, assistant coaches on those staffs as well. Jerry Queen, uh, Steve Franks, um, Pete Weinberg. It just goes on and on, Bud Murray. Uh, so I've been fortunate to be around a lot of great people and, and I think I've, uh, received a lot of great information from those people. And, uh, have helped you know tried to carry that forward
0: yeah and in your in your faith life with the players and your coaches how how have we or how have you been able to share some of that
4: well i think the main thing is, is the 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 message that i try to provide to our people is that uh you know be the right be the, uh, the good person do the right thing you know the difference between right and wrong and uh and, and try to live that faith on a daily basis and uh like tim was just saying we we kind of uh uh book in our our workouts as well uh with prayers on a regular basis uh after team games on Friday nights we go to mass before games on Fridays um we have team chaplains that uh interject some uh, uh religious aspects from time to time um and we just ask the kids to do the right thing and be the good person and be a good teammate. I think that's very important. I know Tim, uh, Tim talked about uh building relationships, and uh that's something that we talk about on a daily basis at Marist, that uh, these are the best friends you're ever going to have in your entire life and uh, they're going to be with you there when uh, the good times and the tough times and the bad times and, uh, reach out and, and be a part of it. Uh, you know, so, so many times you have classes and teams that, that segregate themselves in classes, seniors only with seniors and yeah. only interjecting and reacting with them. But, uh, uh, I don't see that at Marist too much, certainly not in our football program. Yeah. I see groups that are very well cohesed and, uh, uh, get along very well with the, each other. And uh, that, I think that speaks highly for the program that we have, the school itself, and the type of kids that we have.
0: Yeah, and you've been there for 30, 40 years. 40, 43 years. This well, is my 43rd year at Marist. Well, we're going to talk more with you individually. But we I, I want the listeners out there to to get a picture of what I'm looking at right here. I'm looking at three head coaches, Standard, Chadwick, and McFarlane, all three fierce competitors Reflecting for a moment about their faith, and we have five minutes left. And I just want—I want this to be a free for all. I want you to ask each other any question under the sun. No, I don't, because it, it's going be, <laughs> it to get kind of difficult at that point. But I just wanted to kind of thank you all for being here to share a little bit about your faith. But is there, you know, I think this driving question that everyone's trying to figure out is how this competitiveness—how do you, how are you going to blend this competitiveness with just maintaining some faith center? Coach went into it a little bit earlier, but I mean, how? How do you know that this guy across the sideline is someone you would like to completely destroy? Uh, yet at the same time, you're willing to shake his hand at the end of the game.
4: Uh, well, I think it's it's a matter of respecting what they represent and how they go about doing their business. Um, uh, certainly these two guys are as hard of workers as you're possibly going to find in the coaching profession. Uh, their teams are always well prepared. Uh, they're very disciplined. Uh, you can tell that the entire staff knows their job well because of the positions that uh, they coach and and the expertise that they put forward. Um, And you know you're in for a tough, tough, long night, regardless of who your team is and who their team is, that they're going to be prepared and have done their homework. And uh, it kind of draws out the extra uh, energy in yourself and your staff and your players when you do have to match up against Blessed Trinity and St. Pius.
0: You guys are all legends in your own right. I want you to just kind of close with any any words of wisdom you can share with the blessed Trinity audience, the Saint Pius audience, and the Marist audience. And I just, in in a short phrase, I mean, what would you like to be known for? I know that's a lot, like it's a legacy question. And it's hard to answer over the radio, but it, in a few sentences or less, what do you want to be known for? Let's start with well, you, Coach Paul. You know
2: I, I, what yeah. I'd like to say to both uh, other school communities is that. The, uh, young men that, that take the, uh, field or, or all your students are first class. It's a first class organization at Marist and Blessed Trinity. And it's always a pleasure to compete with people who have the same values that, that your organization has and that you're all there for the same reason. Everybody wants to win and be successful, but the way you go about doing it and the way these two other schools, uh, go about their business. it's it's just impressive to see um and that we have the same mutual respect for the marist organization staff uh head coach um we can and the same for blessed trinity but it's just a pleasure to watch the the students that they compete but we're all in it you know without being cliche for the same reason and that's i think that's a special thing when when we go to each other's venue we know that we have a common bond with each other, and that we're doing, we're, we're working for, in some ways, uh, I believe, a higher purpose, but that the organizations are, are just first class people and they do things the right way.
0: Mm-hmm. Coach McFarland, you want to?
3: Well, first of all, uh, when I stepped into private Catholic education and coaching um through the years, the phone call that I've always made, you, you know, when I tried to navigate how to do things at a Catholic school because it's so different than public <clears throat> education, but it, it was called Paul. And from day one, he just kind of took me in and, you know, being an, an archdiocese school, it's uh, been really unique. So I have a, I had just high regards for both of these guys. Alan and I actually go back even longer than that, even though I didn't quite know him as well as when I got to BT, but you know, he was on the field at Marist when I was at Roswell and we were in the same region in the eighties for many years. And I also, you know, had great respect for dean Hargis and just the way they did things so when i came to blessed trinity and this is a compliment to alan you know i, I felt like the maris model was pretty good about how they did things their commitment to running the ball of course we all three do out of different formations but it, it was uh the maris program is one that you know if you go into this setting it's one that you can emulate and it's very it's high disciplined and they compete at a high level and they don't dodge people and so i i have great respect and alan and i i'll say this too We've had some pretty heated contests over the last couple of years. Every time we cross the field, it's been very professional and cordial. So we do compete against each other. Uh, Paul and I certainly do, and Alan and I do. But, man, I I tell you, I've grown to love these men. They they just do a great job.
0: And Alan, I mean – how can you tie a knot on this? I mean, that's, those are pretty wise words. I think enough good
4: things have been said between all of us right now. Yeah. I don't know if I can say anything good can we, about this. Can we,
0: can we just do this weekly then? Maybe get you all together to kind of calm the waters, calm our crazy fans, and make sure that we're all in this together. Um, no, we're blessed. Uh, it is. is. It, are
4: they're, they're great rivalries. they are great programs. they are great schools. Uh, when you look at the total picture of all these schools and what they have to offer, and and uh, it's just really remarkable that we've been able to maintain such a, I guess, a high level of sportsmanship. Uh, I know the, the, the St. Yeah, the St. Pius Marist rivalry is very heated. Um, you know, I guess you could even say that during the week we don't like each other. You know, and it's one of those things that you want to make sure you come out on top because you got to hear it for a whole year, you know, so it's not something pleasant when you don't come out on top so it's but it's healthy it's healthy and um I think America needs that America needs those great rivalries and things that get your blood boiling a little bit and get you going and certainly playing both these two schools does that for our kids
0: well, gentlemen, it's an honor for me. I respect all of you deeply um Coach Standard, Coach Chadwick, Coach McFarlane, we've been blessed by your presence. May God continue to bless us in all of our efforts to develop and mold young men and women into the people they can be. So God bless you all. Thank, Thank you all for being here. Thanks. You've been listening to Coach's Corner on the Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Again, the number to call is 470-508-1160. My name is Mike Coveney. I've been blessed by these guests. We'll be back with a few mi- in a few minutes with our next guest after the break. Stay tuned.